This episode is brought to you by Rooster Camisa, home of Portuguese-inspired products, where you can buy shirts, accessories, home decor, and all kinds of other great items. Go to roostercamisa.com and use the promo code CABSHOW19. That's C-A-B-S-H-O-W-1-9. Rooster Camisa, home of Portuguese-inspired products. Welcome to another episode of Kala Boca, the show where we talk about Portuguese culture one subject out of town. Did you forget the name of the show? <laughs> yeah, and they also said out of town. <laughs> We're starting off strong. Very strong. That's what we'd get for doing this part of the show. Out of order. Second. You'll figure out what happened on Wednesday. But anyways, my name is Joseph Roach. I'll be today's host. Um, not the greatest of hosts, but a host nonetheless. And I am joined, as always, with my two co-hosting buddies, to my left, he does the Vita Dinga, it's Manuel Korea. Hello. And then in yeah. front of me, he dances and sings, it's Luis Rebello. Wow, you're really phoning in those intros today. <laughs> well, I tried to relate it to the topic. Yeah? And, like uh, three minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real hard to do when the topic's a person that we know. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so... Hey, look, you can't win them all. You did really good last week on the improv. Today, maybe... Today, not us. Maybe not your hottest day. No, definitely It's okay, not. man. It's all right. I'll, I'll take it and give it as it comes. <laughs> but for today's icebreaker question, I have a very practical question to ask you guys. What is your favorite snack? I... Hmm. I don't... Chips. Chips. Yeah? Chips. Just a specific... Any Little sort of chips? chips. Just chaps. Chips. Um... Crisps, as That's they call them in London. Crisps. Crisps. Yeah. Today I had Menin. some really spicy Doritos. Oh. As a little snack before I got bored at work because we're out of fruit to sell. So. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. comes all those cool stories it's, where I'm like, yeah, I'm just watching Netflix now. I'm bored. <laughs> now I'm bored and it sucks. And I just want to go back to work. Um, so that's coming. Uh, but today I had some crisps. Some spicy Dorito crisps. Is that your go-to? No. What's your go-to? Sour cream and onion lays. Really? Yeah. That's not what I expected. Those are good. I used to like barbecue, and then I used to like sour cream and onions, and I like plain. I used You're to like Cool Ranch Doritos, and then I had so much Cool Ranch Doritos that Cool Ranch Doritos are now gross. I've never liked Cool Ranch Doritos. Those are definitely not the best ones. They're just definitely the worst of the Doritos. They're not bad. Yeah. They stuck, they've stuck around longer than, uh, what was it? There's a Salsa Verde. Yeah. That one's gone. Yeah, cool Ranch know. is like one of the, the, the three main one. ones. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like Doritos can make a plain chip and I would enjoy it more than the Cool Ranch. They used to. It would terrible. just be, it would just be like a Frito. What was, yeah, what was the plain, what were the plain, because the two main Tor- ones. You mean tortilla chips? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah, but with the, I want the girth of a Dorito. I want the shape of a Dorito. Yeah, to give me a perfect triangle. I want triangle. Sometimes a little bit chips. like. You mean corner of your mouth cutting Doritos? That's what you want? Um, No. They, do they cut your the corner of your mouth? Just regular Doritos? Do you not shove the whole thing in your mouth at a time? Not yeah, aggressively. How else do you eat no. Doritos? Um, what? Those I, are like I, the two main ones, right? Yeah, cool ranch it's, it's and the nacho cheese. cheese. Nacho cheese. Okay, yeah. they need a third one. That really, things are better. The habanero be, one. It used to be good? salsa verde. Yeah, ah. those used to be the three flavors. You'd always see it in my Vol Surpass house. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the other, the one I always get is the spicy nacho. That's the best one. Yeah, that, one's that right. they have. Uh, they have now they have 
uh, hot like wing a, and blue cheese. Yeah, they had gross. A, and yeah. they had like a sweet and sour kind of. Yes, the, it was the, in the sweet purple chili. Bag. Yeah. Sweet chili, that's yeah. what it was. That yeah, was that, not, one's okay. that one's okay. Um, chips are man. Chips are crazy, man. They got all kinds of flavors. You're on chip. You're on the chip train too. No, I think I think my go-to would be jalapeno uh, jalapeno chips, the oh. kettle ones. Those are my all-time favorite chips. Yeah, they're all right. Like if I don't know what they just don't have enough jalapeno for me. I yeah, want a little bit like more. Perfect. I want mouth. a little bit more something. A little more yeah. kick. Yeah, I don't know about kick. I mean, the kick's good. It's just missing something. Cheese, because it's just jalapenos. Yeah, that's what it is. I Maybe feel like you expect that cheese because you expect jalapeno and cheese. Um, mm. I think that's my go-to. What's your go-to snack? Popcorn. Popcorn? I'd see. I don't. I love never. Popcorn. I'm not patient enough. I want to open the bag and I want it to be ready to go. I don't want to have to you open the bag. You can get pre popped popcorn. popcorn. They make big <laughs> tins of it at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, but that's <laughs> no fun. You know, I want it yeah, warm. <laughs> I want it warm. <laughs> I want it warm. Oh. Put them in the microwave. Oh, and you burn them. <laughs> so the other day, uh, I had some bread at work and I. I I'm surprised your answer wasn't bread. It's not like a snack. It's not a good snack. No, it's a full meal. Oh, yeah. It's that's a right. full exactly. meal for him. Yeah. That's uh, like lunch. <laughs> the little packets of butter, I uh, put one in the microwave to warm up. How long? Longer than I was supposed to because <laughs> it caught on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an aluminum yeah, wrapper. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Because <laughs> it was taking forever to melt. So I was like, this is like the third time I put it back in the microwave. <laughs> I put it in there and it was standing there. And I was like on my phone. I was like, poof. And I'm like, oh shit! And my coworker was in there. She's like, what was that? I was like, I, she, I was like, I left the wrapper. She's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and you're building our bridges, yep. not with uh, aluminum and microwaves. Uh, speaking of like microwave stuff, I was watching Good Mythical Morning on YouTube the other day, and uh, they Those did guys a whole. Are so good, they're very good. They're so good. They have a podcast. The podcast is great. It's called Ear Biscuits. Go check it out. This isn't a plug for Good Mythical Morning or Rhett and Link, but I might buy their book. But that's a story for another time. They did a uh, a video where they put things in microwaves and see what happens. Like they did egg, a marshmallow, uh, a light the bulb in a shot glass of water. Oh. Turns the light on. Really? Yeah. Interesting because it electrifies the water. No, the water gets hot and it, it activates the conduct the conduit oh. in the in the in the bottom oh. and it causes the light to turn on. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. What's, that sh- what's this show about? Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. It's two lifelong buddies and they just do things. Okay. Like sometimes they play games. Sometimes they'll ask the question, will it sausage or will it blank? So like, will it shoe? And they made like shoes out of Legos, uh, meat, meat loaf, um, uh, the Harry Potter book series. Uh, what else did they make shoes out of? I don't know. Other things. <laughs> uh, or like, will it sausage? So they'll put like a bunch of random things in a sausage and eat it. See, oh. Yeah. How did we get here? Uh, get them in the thick of morning. Microwaves. Oh, and we're back. Yeah, and their their podcast is pretty good. Uh, they're they're just like my new favorite thing right now. It's a nice little wreck there, right at the top of the show. Yeah, so go check them out if you have <laughs> if you're finished with our show, go check out their show. Yeah, but don't forget us. We're more important. You know, here you hear that Rhett and Link. We're coming for yeah. you. Yeah, we're three dudes. You're just two. We got you. <laughs> Rhett can... might be six feet tall, seven feet tall, but oh, but I can stand on male shoulders. Yeah, that's all right. And Link looks like a wimp, so I could <laughs> I could probably take him. There we go. We got to also have a whole production staff and a whole crew. They're not part. We got a, a team. We can we fight have, them. We have Joseph. No, we got other people. We got a whole have, team. We got Bernadette. Derek held some cue card once. Yeah, Frank's vicious. Ve- Frank, that'll. We they, can't there even get go. episodes out on time. <laughs> <laughs> we're not out podcasting them. We're fighting them, right? Yeah. Is that, I thought that was what the assumption we're was. We're going to box them. We're, <laughs> 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 it's uh, Royal Rumble, all in the ring, last man standing wins. 
Oh, see, we got the advantage. We got one more guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why exactly. would we do a Royal Rumble? Why wouldn't we just do a Survivor Series tag team match? Because it's our, our team against their team. And then the if you if, too. if you get pinned or if you get pinned yeah. or tapped I out. feel like it's easier to just push them out of the ring. Yeah. No. Thanks for the same. Because there's three of us against that. two of them. Yeah. So two guys tag team the tall guy, and I'll I'll take care of Link. Just go for the knees, man. Yeah. Just tackle. Oh, they did one where they like uh, hallucinated by breathing a lot. That one was great. <laughs> I watched that one today. Oh, <laughs> after we're done recording, I'll show you guys okay. the video because it's very funny. Interesting. But we got to get to our interview and not keep our guest waiting for too long. Uh, this is a outside looking in episode. Featuring uh, someone from the Portuguese community in the Turlock area. Uh, he is currently involved in the Maralt Folklore Group, in charge of it, I believe. Uh, he has been part of Carnaval as well and countless other Portuguese organizations. Um, so uh, we're going to now shoot right on over to our interview with Eric Sanchez. I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed Oh God, it feels like forever But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head So we are joined now with Eric Sanchez um, Our guest for today on this episode of Outside Looking In uh, Eric, tell the uh, audience a little bit about yourself. We usually have a few questions. This one I didn't send you. <laughs> uh, we need your name, your hometown, your major, and a fun fact that no one else knows about you. Okay, so we'll start from the top. My name is Eric Sanchez. Uh, my hometown is here, Turlock. It's where I was born and raised and where I currently live. Uh, my major, I went to school for, I went to college for, just a little bit over a year, and I was majoring in business, and then that kind of didn't work out. Um, and so now I've been working for a locksmith for like 10 plus years, about oh, wow. 10 years now. So that's what I do. Um, that's my career, I guess you could say. And then um, something, a funny fact that some people don't know about me. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> this one always gets people, so don't worry. If you feel stumped. Okay, okay. Let me think about this for a second. Um, so I have a little deformed ear. You can't really see it. And it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I have a deformed ear that I was born with. And it's like I got like three little ears. Oh, Sometimes yeah. people ask me about it. I always say that my sister bit it off. <laughs> she did it. But it, people always believe it because my sister's crazy. <laughs> That works. That's very nice. Oh, man. I, I did never not, noticed that. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Eric, uh, you're, you're uh, not Portuguese. Let's just put that out there if anyone couldn't tell by the last name. Uh, but you are involved in a lot of Portuguese uh, organizations and community events. Uh, How did you first get introduced into the Portuguese culture? Yeah. Um that's an interesting question. I think, like, um, to say that I was born and raised in it seems kind of cliche, but <laughs> it really was the case. Um, my parents, before I was born, they were trying to find, like, a church, their home church, essentially. And they came across OLA, which is, you know, Our Lady of the Assumption. It's a Catholic church, and it's Portuguese. And so when they got there, they just fell in love with it, and... 
I mean, yeah. And then obviously I was born a little bit later on and, um, and I kind of just was brought into that. I mean, I, from what all I can remember, um, from, from my very first memory of it is being at OLA and just being a part of that community. So, like I said, I was born and raised in it, not, not in the sense of my parents, because they're obviously Mexican, but I was born and raised in OLA, at OLA. And I, that's pretty much where I got, um, yeah, all this Portuguese-ness of me. Just from them, I guess you could say. Nice. Uh, do you remember your first event, your first main Portuguese event that you went to? Or just just um, your whole life, pretty much? I mean, I, yeah, my whole life for sure. But if I had to, I mean, I, if I had to like try to think about it, it would probably would have been like the August Festival at OLA, because um, obviously they do it every year, and that's really where I guess, yeah, I guess that's where my my love for the culture really started is just going to the festivals and particularly OLAs, because you know all your friends go and and um, you know the family's there, and yeah, I, yeah, I would say my first event had to be. August I would assume so, at least. Cool. I've nice. so many. You guys have them all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. And Ole has a few. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout Ole the year. Two every year, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, let me refer to the list here. I think I knocked down a few um, things. So when did you actually start getting involved in the organizations, like becoming a member of, instead of just participating by going to the Fashion Station? Um, yeah, no, that's a good question. Uh, if I had to, I mean, like, I can't really, I guess like the first thing that I think about is Mudalt. Um, and I started that when I, like five years ago, six years ago. Um, and I was just a member at that time. So that would be really my first like official group, I guess you could say that I joined and that I was a part of. Other, Other than that, it was just going along with everybody else that was going and like the fest shows and stuff like that. Nice. And why did you join Maralt? Um, <laughs> Lisa's pointing at herself. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, cause Lisa was, she had been going to it for longer than I have. I don't think you were part of the group yet, but anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. They, they had their practice. They have their practices at OLA. And so I was constantly at OLA um, helping out with some, some of the faith groups there. And I would see their practices go on. And I love dancing. I'm like, I love not just Portuguese dancing, but I love Mexican dancing too. So that's I was kind of brought up and all that. So just seeing the style of dancing that they had um, really was intriguing. And like, I just, I, I fell in love with it instantly. And I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, just, just seeing what they were doing really kind of drew me into it. And I'm sure you had you had probably friends that were involved in the group as well too. That makes it yeah, a little easier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys know. I'm sure you guys know most of them, if not all of them. But Joseph Souza, he's yeah. been a part of it for a long, long time. I mean, he was probably one of the original members. Like, maybe not, but he's old enough to. Be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll cut that out so he doesn't get offended. <laughs> no, but I definitely knew him, and then um, a lot of yeah, like you said, a lot of a lot of my friends were a part of that group at the time. So it was just yeah, it was easy to to jump right in and and they were obviously welcoming and it was fun it was fun from the very beginning and i've, I've loved it ever since nice yeah it's, it's a lot easier to jump into something when there's already like a friendship there yeah otherwise you're like the outcast in the room <laughs> and I, I i don't know about your experience but 
uh, like in the Portuguese band, like we found that people who come in groups of friends tend to stick around a lot longer than when yeah. they come by themselves. So that must have helped out a lot in, in yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that like in general, that's, I don't know, I think that's actually part of one of your questions here. But um, <laughs> in general, that like, that really drew me in to not just Mud Alt, but like being a part of the culture, being a part of the family, I guess you could say, the Portuguese family. It's just like how how welcoming and how loving and how caring everybody is. I mean, like coming from someone like me, I mean, I think my family, at least back when we first started coming to LA, we were probably the only Mexican family to be a part of a Portuguese culture like that. And so it could have been easy for them to be like, nah, we don't like, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want you guys yeah. here. No, it could have been easy, but they, everyone like welcomed us in, all of us, my whole family, not just me, like my siblings as well. And we've been a part of it. Like my brother's gone through the systems, the CCD, all that stuff. Um, and I just grew up with that. And I think that's part of like why I enjoyed Mud Alt, why it was so easy for me to go into that. Um, just, just this idea that the Portuguese culture in general, like super just welcoming and like they, they treated, they treated me like their own. Since I can remember. Right. Except this one guy. No. <laughs> Are you talking about Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think he listens anymore. Does he yeah. listen anymore? Yeah, he does. We'll find oh. out soon. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he listens. He was like, uh, he was because he was like, oh, I was driving up to Hillmar and uh, 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 I, I heard your voice and I was like, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen me in a little while. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't wait to see him. Wow, he's gonna have lots of stuff. <laughs> he's gonna be so mad at me, but that's yeah. okay, Joey. I only do it because I love you, buddy. So sticking with Montalto right now, and then we'll we'll jump into some other uh, groups that you've been a part of. Uh, you're currently in charge of the group, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how did that happen? <laughs> that's a good question. Mm. Uh, these are all good questions. By the way. <laughs> thank, thank you. Stop complimenting his questions. I, I spent a lot of time on these. <laughs> Uh, it's it's fun to think about it because I really don't know. It just kind of happened. Like Joseph Souza has been the leader of Mud Alt forever, it seems like. And it, by the time like I started coming in, um, the group necessarily wasn't like I don't want to say like it was dwindling down or like not doing well, but it definitely wasn't at its peak. And it all it really was was just like people were kind of lacking. I guess you could say motivation or a drive or something. And coming from someone like me, like not having been in the group for very long and such, I just really have this drive to kind of like push it forward and like make, make changes. And I don't know, just add a little bit of fire to the group. And so Joseph kind of was like, dude, do you want to just take over the group and can you just be in charge? So like, I, cause I'm an old guy and I, you know, he basically said that like, I'm an old guy <laughs> here now and, and like, we need some new blood or whatever. And I was like, sure. Like, why not? Um, I love this group so far, and I think we could do really good things. Um, so it's kind of basically how it happened. You know, Joseph's pretty much the face of Mud Alt since most of our contacts, most of the people in the folklore world know Joseph, and they know him as the leader or the member, a huge member of Mud Alt. So he's pretty much the face of it. But I do kind of the. Oh, you do all the work, huh? Is that that's what you're saying? Yeah, I guess he gets... you say that. <laughs> I run the practices for the most part and, you know, got to, um, all the meetings and getting people to show up to gigs and stuff like that. And sometimes I got to be a stickler about it. But. <laughs> oh, can I, I, yeah. <laughs> we are aware. Yeah. We are aware. aware how that part goes. Um, so 
uh, with that, like you said, you were, you know, you grew up in the Portuguese community. You were kind of around everything, but being in charge of a group, do you see kind of a different side that you, uh, that you hadn't seen before? Seen some of the work behind the curtains? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, definitely seeing that side. It's cool. It's cool. It's and in dealing with with people all all across the board. There, it's like it's interesting because sometimes it's like they're um, I'm not taking that seriously because I'm not really Portuguese. But at the same time, they're like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. You're not Portuguese, and here you are being in charge of a group like this that's not your culture." So yeah, yeah I, to see the other side of it and and um, get that kind of response, it's interesting and it's fun and I love it. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, what other groups are you a part of? So, I mean, really, I think that's that's really the only group that I'm part of right now that is uh, strictly Portuguese. I did I did participate in Carnival um, for like three years. I haven't done it in the last, I think, two years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what other groups there could be. Right. Well, different different things, but. Uh, Carnival is kind of where I was leading you to. <laughs> so you took the bait. Very good. <laughs> so um, in, in terms of like folklore dancing, there's, there's some crossover between the Portuguese and Mexican cultures. We each have our own styles of folklore and a lot of other aspects. But Carnival, I feel like, is very uniquely Portuguese. At least I haven't seen another predominant culture here in, in the United States, at least in California, that is as crazy as Carnival. Or that weekend. Or that, that has that kind of tradition for Mardi Gras. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like outside of like New Orleans. Yeah. What was your first experience or what was your experience doing something like that? Um, it, was, it was interesting, definitely, to say the least. Like at first, um, I would probably have to say like when I first joined Carnival, uh, my whole thing was just like hanging out with all the people there, hanging out with everyone in the crew, being a part of it. Obviously, the music aspect of it is really, really cool, and seeing it all come together, um, it was all fun, and just mainly being a part of that, being a part of the group, being around all the members, that was probably what drew me in and really kept me in for those three years. Um, but aside from that, it's pretty crazy, and <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> I feel so, you. <laughs> I mean, like in part, that's kind of why I stepped back from it too. I was kind of like, okay, this is fun and everything, but like. I don't really get, like, with adults, like, I'm dancing and, and, like, everyone's dancing and everything like that. But with Carnival, it's like, if you don't understand what they're talking about in those skits, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It loses a little bit of that appeal. Carnival, that? Ha- Carnival has a lot more moving parts that you kind of have to be, yeah, you kind of have to know what's going on for everything to kind of make sense. Totally. And I, and I appreciate it for sure. Like, there are some creative people out there who <laughs> create these skits and they're like, if I understood what they were saying, I'm sure they'd be super funny. <laughs> yeah, like Nano said, he can relate. I feel, I feel you on that one. Like that one touch. That's a, that one hits different for me. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah, and I and I loved it. And I remember, like um, Joey, obviously he he's got a group going, and he's reached out to me a couple of times. And it like I'd love to be a part of it still. But it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. and people like when you guys are in Carnival, it's like you are dedicating your life for like however long it is, however many months. Yeah. And the music, the the words, the the drama, the skit, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of time. And for me, I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit overwhelming. I had to explain like, how, did that explain to me what's going on in the skit? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm still like, all right, yeah, I get it. <laughs> 
Yeah, because you you sang and everything too. Did you understand what you That's were saying? Or did you just say say these words? <laughs> I mean, I think I think the no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to say like they they would explain to me every now and then what I'm singing, but I never really knew it. <laughs> Sounds like Michael. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you did a great job from what I from what I can remember. <laughs> yeah, as long as it sounds good and the yeah. words come out fine, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly, and that's why they kept me around. You know? <laughs> and you, you, so you played guitar, correct? Yes. And that's that. I mean, most likely that was something you were playing before. That you yeah. were probably playing for years before. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing guitar for a handful of years, probably since I was about I don't know twenty two ish or so. I I kind of just learned from youtube and i mean like i know how to play guitar but i'm not like a super good musician you guys are all super good musicians uh, two of the three of them <laughs> one and a half of the three let's take it easy <laughs> it's just me <laughs> nobody else uh no i i'm just curious because like that uh, for the portuguese community if you know how to play especially guitar if you know how to play like a guitar that's a good intro into folklore if you want, into carnival, into lots of different things. So like that definitely that definitely helps you kind of you personally like kind of transition if you weren't familiar with some of the aspects like carnival, yeah. like you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like if you like to be bored, you could go play for fads, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you like being bored, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's just uh, it's pretty. I'm gonna give all the fads that fathers pretty. Man, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's because no, you don't understand. Yeah. Sure, I don't know. Uh, I have a, I have a question here. Go for it. All right, I'm gonna take you back to Marat here. Um, during like Louise and I are in uh, the folklore group here in Tulare, and Louise uh, yells out his calls for what we're supposed to be doing in like a particular dance. Do you yell out calls, or or do you guys just do you guys just know? know that like you're i we moved we do this move at this part i can't tell you our secrets <laughs> oh. secret sauce <laughs> no i'm just kidding we certain songs there are yeah where uh, the leader will call it out i don't but like joseph will robert uh, silvera does some of the calls sometimes um but we obviously learn the moves and what they're supposed to be but he calls it out because sometimes some of the dances can be a little bit um like more technical, and so he calls it out just just for the sake of it. Yeah. We'd like to get good enough to where he doesn't have to call it out, but because for the know. most part, a lot of it's kind of choreographed with the music, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. But yeah, there's just there's only like two, maybe maybe three songs that require somebody to call out mm. the words, um, and a lot of the times it's it's about the tradition of it. Like there's always been someone who calls it out. Like that song just has someone calling it out. So we learned it that way and, and we perform it that way. I see. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I had never, I had never heard you guys. Like I had heard, like I was standing in the back during festival and I was like, somebody's making calls and I've never heard uh, calls before. I, I was like, I, maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention before. So I've always, that one's always one. I've always been, Curious. Curious. That's the words. I've always <laughs> been curious about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's. I think there's only like one song that um, that we did specifically for this festival, mm -hmm. and it had it had calls like that. We don't normally do that. I don't think, but at least we're not supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> Got to change it up. Keep it fresh. Yeah. How do you think your festival performance went? <laughs> 
I think we did really well. well there was that one song where Lisa totally tripped. <laughs> that's all I wanted. And, oh, I was going to say, is that what you're going for? Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there, Lisa. She actually, funny thing, she showed me the video or the uh, the the episode where you guys were talking about that and you guys were talking about how she fell. <laughs> It was pretty funny. Hey. I was actually dancing right next to her when she fell, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> when you guys talked about Mud Alt, all you said was, Lisa fell, and 95% of Mud Alt was Lisa fell. Well, yeah. Hey, Lisa. The highlights. Lisa, if you, want to, if you want to come back for manual, just say that at least you never tackled a man on stage before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he was in my way. <laughs> he was trying to get my girl. Yeah. What? I want to hear about that one day. All right. Well, Okay. I'll show you. I'll send you the YouTube yeah. link. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, back to Eric. So, speaking of Lisa, <laughs> uh, so Lisa's a, a Portuguese, uh, very involved in the culture and the community. And you guys are married. I was gonna say, and your wife, I guess. And your wife, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that works. Um, what's it like being married to a Portuguese gal? It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. Okay, she's left now. Now you can be serious. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> no, it's good. No, it's it's really it's really really cool. I, uh, you know, interesting fact I guess you could say is I've never dated a girl that wasn't Portuguese. Really? So, yeah, I've only ever dated a Portuguese uh, girl. So like when um, so when you ask me that question. Like I think to myself, I don't really know the difference. It's normal. I don't know the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that I don't know. Like, there's, no, there's. I definitely like the things about Lisa that draw me to her um, stem from like her roots, from her family, from her heritage, and I think that's what draws me to the Portuguese community in general. But being married to Lisa is um, is awesome, and the fact that she's Portuguese just make it even better. So. <laughs> there you go. And you have one thing going for you: you're not Portuguese, so you could date the Portuguese girls without having to worry if they're your cousins or not. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've always told myself that I would never date a Mexican for that very reason. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> uh, I have to go outside my town. <laughs> Um, kind of with that, like you were saying, uh, and you, you've mentioned that your, your family's Mexican. Are you guys like, do you guys have Mexican, like, uh, tra- do you guys involve yourself in any Mexican traditions, any Mexican aspects of the culture? And like, what was, was there kind of a clash of cultures when, uh, when you were dating or when you guys got married? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that. Like my family, my family uh, personally, we never really did any kind of like like my sister never had a quinceanera. We like I, my family, like certain cousins did, yeah, and I and I attended those. But like my family personally, never did that kind of stuff. So we never really grew up in that. I guess like quote unquote Mexican, like hardcore Mexican culture. Um, that's not to say that like my mom never listened to Mexican music or anything like that. And, all of my family reunions, we've always like listened to Mexican music and danced to Mexican music. So, um, so all of that, like I grew up with, but there wasn't anything that was like hardcore Mexican, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So 
Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, but. yeah, yeah, not really a much of a clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There wasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just now thinking about like the dance that we did, where it was like, oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. It, the 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 concept was, you know, a Mexican <laughs> guy marries a, a Portuguese girl, and the the clashes between their moms of like, oh, you know, like she wants this kind of meal, and the Portuguese mom wants this kind of like just for an example. So I was curious if there's ever that kind of. Uh, not friction, but that kind of clash of just, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I, there really wasn't. And like I said before, a lot of it has to do, because just my family never really, like, I never yeah. was really brought up in that, like, hardcore Mexican family. Gotcha. I mean, like, I, I lived with my grandparents for a few years, and uh, but that was when I was a lot younger. So, like, I, I experienced, like, what it could be like with my family themselves, uh, my mom, my dad, my siblings, and I, like, we never really grew up in that, with that kind of culture. Um, yeah. Nice. So, um, in, in the future, I'm assuming you guys are planning on having some kids. Oh, God. Um, are you, and, and both being in, involved in the Portuguese culture as you are, are you guys going to raise them up in the culture as well? It's a very important question. What an assumption you're it's, making. It's an They're, important question. They are both Catholics. Yeah. That is one of the rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> my goodness uh probably <laughs> i'm sure lisa has planned these little, little <laughs> i'm sure she has it all planned out i'm just going along for the ride yeah she's got a she's got a folklore outfit waiting for each of them i, I don't doubt it no, <laughs> no i uh, for sure for sure we will and um and i think that's important like it's specifically especially important for me to have our kids raised up in any kind of culture, just so that, um, I don't know, just to kind of teach them that there's, there's more than just their life, their little bubble. There's this little, there's this culture, there's this culture and all these cultures can be together and, and, you know, be one, you know what I mean? Um, so to me, it's super, super important that they not only grow up in the Hispanic culture, like my culture, but also the Portuguese culture, um, as well, you know, and, I, I want my kids to be able to speak Spanish, even though I don't. Like, I want them to speak Portuguese, even though, like, Lisa doesn't speak it fluently. But, like, I, I want all that for our kids. I want them to be freaking really smart, unlike me and Lisa. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't, I, I want, you don't want them to forget their backpacks in their hometown when they go back to school. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> no, very good. Uh, the, the reason I ask is just because it, it's very important for, like, the continuation of the cultures you see a lot of festivities and organizations dying and it's up to our generation now to bring in our future kids into the culture so i like to ask these questions sure. just to kind of you know uh-huh. get it out there no it's okay no i think it's a it's an appropriate question it's very appropriate sure just because you think everything's inappropriate no you, I, you do <laughs> you do it's fair enough whatever go ahead ask your next question okay so i got i got two more uh, the next one is about the religious aspect of the Portuguese cultures, the festivals, the parades, the processions, and all that. Uh, what? How does that impact you, and what are your views on those religious customs? Um, well, first off, I would have to say, like, with as far as how how do they impact me? Um, I think that one thing the Portuguese culture has that I really admire is just that very thing of their devotion and their like. Uh, yeah, their devotion to these uh, particular whatever they're doing, you know, whether it's the processions or 
um, <coughs> rosary. I mean, like, it's so, it's so funny to see, like, at our festa, they have the novena, right? And it's always packed with these old school Portuguese people <laughs> there praying. You know what I mean? And I've always just found that, like, really, like, I admire that. Like, I think that's really, really cool. Um, and obviously, what, whatever it is that they're doing in that specific time, whether it's a procession or whatever, like, those, those things come from tradition, come from, um, yeah, from tradition. I think that's super, super cool as well. And, I, and that's really called me on, too, to be part of it more and, like, to really dive in, see what it is they're doing, why they do it. And, um, yeah, and see how, see how it can help me out in my spirituality for sure. But I, I love it. I think it's super, super cool. Nice. You uh, know what makes a big impact on me? No, we'll do that later. Oh, I figured you just want to hop in. No. Yeah, just hop no, in. Later. We'll do it later. Yeah. <laughs> we want to keep right. him up for an extra... Yeah. <laughs> hey, for what? No, one man, minute? Just go. For one minute? Oh, my God. All right. You don't even do it. What I know. That's impact. what I'm saying. What makes an impact on you, Manuel? Nothing. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what makes an impact on me? What, Joseph? Rooster Kamiza. Oh, Thank you. you <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we do an ad for our sponsors. Um... Uh, if you are uh, feeling a little bit naked and uh, need something to cover your top, uh, why don't you just go on over to roosterkamiza.com and pick up some snazzy t-shirts? You know, the thing that you put on your body to make you not naked anymore? Yes. Yeah, and they have... I'm familiar. And they have amazing designs uh, to promote Portuguese culture, like I fashion anywhere, proud, and my linguist is always spicy. That one doesn't really promote the culture, but it does promote <laughs> its food. <laughs> Yeah, it's cuisine. Good. That's good enough. Yeah. And if you go to our special cab store, you can get some um, fancy original cab t-shirts, Calaboca t-shirts that we made with you in mind. Um, if you let them know that we sent you using the promo code CAPSHOW19, uh, you may get a discount or not. I'm not exactly sure how that works. <laughs> but it definitely lets them know that we sent you. And that way, like, they know that like their advertising dollars are working. So... Let's do that. The website, again, is roosterkamiza.com. Home of Portuguese-inspired products. There you go. Sorry for that. See, look, was it that hard? Yes. No. Don't do it while we're talking to the guest. He's sleeping now. No, yeah. he's not sleeping. Yeah. You don't know how this works. <laughs> you guys are really good at this. See, right. look. Thank you. It's always nice to have someone appreciate your work. Um, you didn't do anything. It's all, you didn't do anything either. Yeah, because I let Joseph do it. You always let Joseph just do it. No, I don't. Anyways, anyway. not important. Let's get back to Eric here. My last question. <laughs> Good timing manual. Uh, do you have any advice for outsiders who are thinking about joining a Portuguese organization and might be hesitant? That is such a good question, Joseph. <laughs> Uh, that's a yeah that's a great question uh, <laughs> um, do it for sure like you yeah I, I would say to just to just do it and not be afraid I mean one thing that I've definitely learned over just my time with you know at OLA and everything else everyone's super 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 welcoming and um, yeah they've they're just super welcoming. They've always embraced me as their own. They've always just brought me in and, and like they're super happy at like someone trying to come in and learn their ways. And it kind of I think goes back to like what you were saying earlier, Joseph, about like there's this there's this I think there's this underlying fear that the culture could die. And I, I don't think that's just for Portuguese, but I also think that's like in the Mexican tradition as well. Um, and I think that anytime somebody comes in at any point, whether it's their own child or 
a friend of theirs, they want to come in and, and know more about that. I feel like people are always like, yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you, let me tell you this. Let me show you why I have this statue and this <laughs> picture, or, or let me show you why we do this. And I think that at any, at any point, any time that I've ever count, gone into anything, whether it's the Feshtas or Mud Alts or anything like that, I've always been welcomed. And so, yeah, if anyone's out there thinking about doing anything Portuguese, by all means, jump in. I mean, you got nothing to lose. Just jump in, both feet. There you go. Head Do first. It. Both feet and head first. <laughs> yep. That's a weird way to jump. <laughs> it's like a dive, but with your feet. <laughs> so how long have you guys been doing this now? Uh, this is our third too, year. Too long. Yeah, We're about to finish our third year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's pretty freaking awesome. It's something. It's, it's crazy it's lasted as long as it has. You guys get paid for this and stuff? Uh, yeah. Sometimes. A little bit. <laughs> Some, yeah. It, it pays enough to cover the hosting costs. Um, and I don't think I still have... I definitely have not broken even yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's a that's passion why, hobby. That's why this room is painted red because that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Once we're out of the red, we get to paint it white again. And then green, hopefully. And then green. <laughs> yeah. So any, any final questions, guys? Nah, I, I'm good. Uh, no, I think I'm good, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, Eric, thank you very much for joining us for these 30-some-odd minutes. Uh, yeah, I know it's late, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, toughing it out with us, goofballs, <laughs> and answering some questions. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to, to leave off on? Um, no, keep doing what you guys are doing. Oh. I know a lot of people listen to your podcast, and they love it, so... I don't. <laughs> I was I was catching the implication yeah. there. Sorry, Lisa just gives you the spark notes afterwards. Anyways. <laughs> just give me the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, have have a good night. Yeah. Anytime. Um, we'll we'll have you back probably sometime. Oh, for, for sure. sure. All right. It's a good time. Yeah, hopefully by the time you guys have me back, I speak Portuguese. <laughs> oh, 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 there you go. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. go. If you beat me, I will be upset. <laughs> and I oh, yeah, speak you guys can speak Spanish and we can, you know. Yo hablo un poquito español. ¿Qué estás haciendo, mijo? Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to learn Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll feel like a schmuck. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank All you, right. man. Thanks, right. man. Good night. Thank you. And that was Eric. That was Eric. Thank you again, Eric. Uh, great guest, great time. We we can't wait to see you again. And he put up with us in our technical difficulties. Yes, <laughs> as it, always. It, it was about twenty minutes later yeah. than what we said that we yeah. would start recording. Yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. Stupid computer. Yeah. I need a new one. So guys, go to Rooster Camisa, buy some stuff so that <laughs> I can buy a new laptop so that our guests aren't waiting. Yes, because that makes us look bad. Fika Fay. Fika Fay. Oh, that'd be a great like spinoff show for us. What is it about? Just things that are ugly. <laughs> We can't do a whole show about manual. Got him! Got him! Oh, I was gonna say Joseph. Uh, I was gonna uh, say manual. You, gotta be, <laughs> hey, guys. you guys all got thought I'm saying Luis. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, ugliness aside, we're going to everybody's favorite part of the show: our new music minute, or as we like to say, the noom. Take it away, manual. Luis. Dang it! I You're at it. I saw your phone out, yeah. and then his phone was not out. He, no, because I had it already. Um, so this song, I mentioned it last week. It was going to be my rec, um, and I decided to keep it anyway. And it is called Sheena by Anwell AA, Anwell A, uh, Daddy Yankee, Carol G, Ozuna, and J Balvin. That's so many people. It's a lot of people. Honey. 
Much of a fan, didn't like it. No, why not? Is it because it's not a country song from because the 80s? You picked it. Oh, okay. He's as salty that we called him ugly. <laughs> That's all. That yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, it's not time for a culinary community that do to do to do because we don't have one this there's week. Not much. There's nothing going on. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone's on vacation. Yeah. So anyway. If that you was were, your non-culinary the community do to do to do. If you would like us to contact ourselves so that we could promote your event you could contact us how joseph if you let us know to tell us to do something we'll do it we will we, we will tell ourselves <laughs> we'll tell us i tell myself things all the time usually like get out of bed you jackass you don't That's do late. them but no, you tell them no i don't anyways but if you do want to contact us for whatever reason that you may have com. preferably for show reasons eh, any reason okay i'll talk to you <laughs> I'm getting lonely at work sometimes. Manuel's going to have a whole lot of nothing That's to do. True. Yeah. We'll He's going to answer all of our emails. We'll set up a hotline. <laughs> Hello, you've reached Calabulka. This is Manuel. <laughs> you just chat with Manuel throughout the day. Ah. And if he, if you can keep it vaguely peach-related, he can write it off as work. Yeah. So and he could just say peaches every now and then to yeah. make it look like he's actually working. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would be okay with this. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Throw in an odd plum. Nectarine, nectarine. Yeah, those are all stone fruits. Yeah, I know yeah. stone fruits. Anyway, if you like to do that, you can contact us. How? Calabocashow.com is the place where you can find all that information. Their email address, our social media pages, and it's all at Show too. So if you don't want, if you want to skip a step, just go to your preferred social media app and type in Show. We'll be there. We're yeah. the only ones. Yep. 
some people, random people in Brazil, keep tagging us in posts. I mean, <laughs> if Facebook. they can, if they can find us, you can find us. <laughs> it's funny because they're just saying, telling people to call out Volker. Yeah, it's the and best. We get tagged. Free promotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, you can find all of our shenanigans throughout the social media web. And if you want more shenanigans. If you want more shenanigans. Exclusive shenanigans. Exclusive shenanigans. You can go to our Patreon page and become a supporter. For as little as $1 a month, you can uh, support the three of us. and uh, That's less than a beer at a festa. Literally. And it's $1 a month. Like, exactly. Huh, what are you going to do with that? You just go in your couch, find a loose change. Jump in there. Just dive in there and head then, first, feet first. Yeah. And then give it to us so that I can buy a new laptop. There you go. So that way our guests don't wait. They're just... It's a better experience for everyone. Everybody wins. And if you find $5, you can do that too. And we'll send you a Christmas card. Tis the season for Christmas seasons. For Christmas cards. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, you said it right. Yeah, it is the season for Christmas season. Yeah, because it's not, it's it's almost thing, it's still Halloween, so it's the season for Christmas season for Christmas. Ah, cards. No, there you go. We got there. Yeah, so we'll get you a personalized, not personalized, you get a, you you get, get a Christmas card get a from Christmas, us. We'll sign it. We'll yeah. sign that some bitch. That might be worth your money back. Oh, for sure. At least. Yeah, we're def- I'll probably buy it back from you for $5. <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. Bring up the value of don't it. Don't you want to show off to all your Zetas when you have them over for your Minimisha? Look at my fridge. Right? These three random guys that I listen to weekly. Uh, I pay them money. Look how good they look. So sexy. <laughs> Except for that ugly one. Yeah. But he's cute in an ugly way. You know, I get hit on all the time. <laughs> okay. I want this to be known. I get hit on all the time. I'm not ugly. <laughs> I'm not. You're the funny one. We I have established beat, this last week. I have to beat women off with sticks. <laughs> Keep them well, away. Well, you probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> now it's time for... Wait, 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 wait. If you want the pinnacle of cabbie goodness, $10 is where it's at. Well, we don't even ask for a whole lot. Just 10 bucks, And you get extra extended cab gaps. You get bonus mini-sodes. You get bloopers reels. You get early release to stuff. Like... That's like the pinnacle of cabbies. Yeah, Manuel won't beat you off with a stick. <laughs> yeah, no. It's the next best thing. Yeah, he unless has to. You, he he legally has to ask you if you're a ten dollar patron member unless, before he whacks you. Unless you want me to beat you with a stick, <laughs> then you can, then it's uh then it's yeah. All it's fair <laughs> love and war. That's all I'm saying. I'm not sure if that's how that phrase is used. Nope, it is. <laughs> it is now. That's how we're using it here today in this moment. <laughs> Now it's time for... I think we killed Luis. <laughs> Manuel's random fact. <laughs> Galileo's middle finger is on display at the Museo Galileo in Florence, Italy. Just like this. He's just flipping off the world. Just like this, just to you. Wait, is it like that or is it just his middle finger? Just the middle oh, finger. just the middle finger. Just yeah, you middle. don't need the rest of the hand to oh, get the symbolism of yeah, the middle finger. Yeah, but it finger. could be anything. Oh, that's fair. That's interesting. Without the rest of the fingers for context, you don't know what he's doing. Where would your middle finger be? What do you mean? Like, where would I like it like, displayed? Where would you leave it? Yeah. Um, Tulare County Museum. That's a boring answer. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> the, the TDS Hall. Oh, you know, when you walk nice. in, there's that case of the trophies. And there's Louise's yeah. middle finger. No, yeah. TDS doesn't make sense. The band room. The band room. There <laughs> we go. There we got there. The band room. It was just Manuel's picture is like right there. <laughs> your, yes. your middle finger is facing my picture. <laughs> your picture. Yeah. Yes. It's my whole hand. Uh, makes the most sense. I'd put my middle finger in the Smithsonian. Oh. oh. Yeah. 
Like, because I feel like I'm that, I feel like I'm that important <laughs> because I have to oh. beat people away from me with sticks. <laughs> it's like, Not what you said. This is the hand the famous man who used to beat women with sticks. When <laughs> beat off, women beat off with women. Sticks. Yeah, it was this very finger that he used. <laughs> Um, uh, did, like, God. did they ask for it, or did you just sneak it in there? What? The, How do you sneak in your own finger? <laughs> you cut it off. I was about yes. to say, I don't, I don't know what I'm sneaking in. You with. said you want to put your finger in the Smithsonian. You didn't yeah. say they like just a famous it there. exhibit. No, they put it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they asked for it. I mean, yeah. This is an actual. This is the real Manuel's finger from Calabocco. Oh, Manuel Steve Norman. Mm-hmm. Steve Manuel make, Norman. Steve Manuel Norman. That doesn't make sense yet, or to anyone. No, not at all. <laughs> If you're a patron, you'll learn about that in a few days. Yeah, or now. Who knows? <coughs> uh, my middle finger is going to be attached to my uh, stuffed body. Oh, that's oh. right. Oh, yeah, because I don't want a nub. That no, no, no. no. What? Oh, on the like, Then hand. I'd have a, yeah. f- like a nub here. Oh, I'm totally going to. Oh, I can't wait to have your stuff. But it's going to be erect. It's going to be an erect middle finger. <laughs> that's not how you say that. It's erect. That's okay. We are homo erectus. <laughs> Yes, you're correct. So I will be homo erectus. You're, you're correctus. <laughs> I'm correctus erectus. <laughs> um, I will be homo erectus. With your finger. Phalangical erectus. Gotcha. What's, what's uh, no, the right. Latin word for finger? Uh, I'm assuming it'd be something. It's did, not did, did? Yeah. Did erectus. Digit. Digit? Yeah, like, I don't know like if that's a digit. Latin. Digit. It, that's, it's based. Yeah. Um, but that's how it would be. It would just flip off. Whoever's house I'm in. Dactyl. Dactyl's fingers? We don't know. We should, I'm pretty you sure. Could, oh, dec- so you can say whatever you want. Because it's like you dexterity. Say, you can say whatever you want. I'm, I'm gonna, we're all just going to say, yeah, sure. That's You're going to agree with me no matter what I say? Mm-hmm. You're ugly. It's, I got you good. Not the finger. It's oh. digitus. Digitus. See, there yeah. you go. Smart boy. That a boy. Thank you. Little Latin boy. Yep. That's what they call me. Little Latin Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what do we got coming up next week? We are covering the 16th annual Festival of Bands. We'll be here in Tulare, so we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll I'll see be what so happens. drunk for the podcast or for the event. The whole event, all of it, all of it. I can't wait. There's going to be it's so gonna be 48 many hours of just drunk. Ah, uh, we're going to have so much to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> We're not, knock on plastic. We're not going to have much to talk about, I'm afraid of. I have a weird suspicion. Why you got to do me like that? <laughs> because. You called him ugly. Yep, <laughs> that's all it is. You know what? Well, I was about to rescind that, but not no, anymore. You weren't. No, you you're, weren't. You're very, you're very right. That was not. <laughs> Good. You called my bluff. <laughs> I was only holding a 2-7. I all. know. A 2-7? Yeah. You should have folded a long time ago. I should have. But I was pot committed and I had to go. Those are all poker references if you don't know. <laughs> Our Venn diagram of poker fans and Portuguese fans is probably thinner. That's probably thicker than you think. It's probably the five people I beat the other day. Oh, shade. Was it any of the women that made me <laughs> And with that said, I have been Joseph. I've been Luis. And I've been Manuel. And we have been Calabolca. Don't beat your women, folks. I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed Oh God, it feels like forever But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head How do you feel? Uh,
time is the question But I forget you don't expect an easy answer When something like a soul becomes initialized And folded up like paper dolls and little notes You can't expect a bit of folks So while you're outside looking in Describing what you see Remember what you're staring at is me Cause I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed All I know is that it feels like forever No one ever tells you that forever feels like home Sitting all alone inside your head